The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 18th chapter. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city, there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice, so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, Will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, This is my first time back in the pulpit since my return from the sabbatical, and I have to say it feels really, really good to be back. While what is to follow will in fact be a sermon and not a report, I would be remiss not to do two important things up front. First, I need to say thank you. Thank you to you, the faith community of St. Philip the Deacon, for granting me the enormous privilege of a sabbatical. I am very aware that not everyone, in fact, most people, don't get to experience a time apart like I did. Please know, that I received this not only as a great opportunity, but also as an even greater privilege and responsibility. So thank you for entrusting me with this gift of time. I have thanked my colleagues privately, but want to do so again now publicly. While I worked really hard before I left to tend to my responsibilities, it is not lost on me that dividing the ministry of four among three means extra time and effort on their part during an already busy season. I am blessed to share ministry with pastors Westermeyer, Strand Patterson, and Schmid, as well as with each member of this faithful and talented staff, and I am grateful for every one of them. And finally, I'm especially grateful to Pastor Westermeyer, who encouraged me when I first shared my dream of taking time to take a deep dive into a topic for which I have great passion. He has been an enthusiastic supporter and a terrific conversation partner. Which brings me to the second thing I need to do before I preach, and that is I want to say a few things about what my sabbatical was about and what I did while I was away. What I wanted to explore was what it might look like for me as your pastor and for us as a church to engage the arts in new and creative ways for ministry. John Bowles wrote in his book, Art and Faith, these words, art, having meaning that transcends language, requires us to slow down and experience the same can be said for our relationship with God. 
that both art and faith have meaning that transcends language and require us to slow down deeply resonated with me. So simply put, my sabbatical took shape around an exploration of the intersection of art and faith. It included three conferences, the Art and Faith Creative Retreat, the Grunewald Guild where I studied under artist, musician, and pastor Scott Burnett, and the Glenn Workshop where I studied under artist and pastor Lenicia Rouse Tinsley. Each conference included twice a day worship, which was both rich and satisfying. On the Sundays that I was in town, I worshiped at the churches and in the pews of my childhood, and I did so in chronological order. To be able to step back into the spaces where my faith was formed and shaped was a powerful and unforgettable experience and something I would have otherwise been unable to do. I met with a spiritual director throughout. I read lots of books. And all along the way, I met wonderful people, had memorable experiences, and as a result, I have lots of stories to tell and so many things to continue to process. So over time, you can expect to hear more. One last thing. I have had the opportunity to make presentations to the church council as well as to the conversation where I shared in far more detail about my experience than I can do from here. So if you want to hear more, I welcome an invitation to do a little show and tell with your group. And now the sermon, albeit abbreviated, and let me begin as I always do. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. In the gospel that Naomi read a few minutes ago, we heard Jesus tell a parable about an unjust judge and a widow. You'll remember the judge was described as one who neither feared God nor respected the people over whom he had authority, and the widow was continually coming to him, seeking justice. Jesus tells us that because of her persistence, the judge relented, and gave her what she was asking for, and this he did for no other reason than to get her out of his hair. Said the judge, though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by her continual coming. A traditional interpretation of this parable one you may have heard or even considered for yourself, goes something like this. If we pray always, if we keep bringing our petitions before God, if we are persistent like the widow, then our requests of God will be granted. I imagine that is familiar to you. While it is good, to be encouraged in our prayer, and while it's good to be invited to come before God with our concerns and our needs, and while it is good to be reminded to pray always, there are nevertheless two things that are troubling. One, in this interpretation, 
God is equated with the judge, which means that God, like the judge, must first be worn down before we will be granted justice. The notion that we have to pester God until he tires of us makes God out to be cold-hearted, calloused, and completely indifferent to our need. And I'm telling you that nothing could be further from the truth. Those qualities are absolutely inconsistent with the character and the nature of our benevolent God who gave his only son for us that whoever believes in him should have eternal life. Rather than aloof, disinterested, and uncaring, like the judge in the parable, we know God to be merciful and gracious, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Rather than unmoved, except by our continual coming, we know God to be eager to give us the kingdom. In fact, in the very next chapter in Luke, Jesus says, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So that's the first problem, the idea that God must be worn down. Secondly, this interpretation, interpretation suggests that all it takes is persistence in prayer to have a petition granted. Now, initially, this might sound like really good news, you know, as though God has just revealed to us the secret to making all of our prayer effective. Just pray hard enough and long enough, and eventually God will grant your request. Unfortunately, I know for a fact that some of us, in fact, probably many of us, know differently. What are we to make of those earnest, heartfelt, and persistent prayers that have gone unanswered? How do we understand them? Is it that we have not cried out loud enough, or persistently enough, or long enough? Or was it that our requests were unjust, even when we asked for healing, or life, or peace? So that's the second problem. The notion that persistence manipulates God to grant our petitions. All of this is to suggest that there must be another way to look at and interpret this parable. What if we read this parable through a different lens? What if we read this as though God were the widow? What then? Could it be that when Jesus tells his disciples this parable that he wanted them then and us now to see in God the qualities and the characteristics of the widow, to see God's deep desire for justice, to see God's persistence in continually coming? The widow is a lowly, powerless, and vulnerable figure, which is exactly how God chose to come to us, not on a horse with sword drawn, but rather in a manger, as a baby, born to a poor peasant couple. Maybe the whole point of this parable is to point to God, 
to help us to see who he is and what he's up to in this world. Do you see how through that lens, it is clear that God is not like a judge who must be worn down with our cries before he will grant justice, but rather he's like the widow who is persistent in coming to us and persistent in asking us to join him in his work of creating a just world. And do you see how that is absolutely consistent with the character and the nature of the God we know from Scripture. God who is merciful and gracious. God who is abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. God who is eager to give. And God who is persistent, determined, and committed to the restoration of the good and the just world that he created. Maybe it's us who need to be worn down. Praise be to God, who never gives up in coming to us, in loving us, in forgiving us, and engaging us in the ongoing restoration of his world. May our hearts be softened. Amen.